Chippers, this is part two of Harry Potter, and Woo! this is Z. Hello, 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 Chippers, and uh, well, this is Patford, like last time. Yeah. Um, should I stick with Patford this time? Maybe I can change to Madai because mm. uh, we are moving on with the story as well. So you know, yeah. With the uh, and we, uh, this is gonna be the start with uh, of the main plot and the. Yeah, well, that depends. How moody oh, do you get? Oh, I get very moody. Okay, mad I it is. Yeah, you can you can call me mad I Moody for sure today. Uh-huh. So let's do that. Dude, um, Moody was an insane character, man. Like, oh, definitely. But before um, we get to all of these yeah, things, yeah, we gotta thank uh, the sheepers who heard the podcast last time and like, thank gave us you, sheepers, guys gave, and girls, yeah, and everyone out there. Gave us some amazing feedback, to be honest, because uh, yeah. Like keep it uh, structured and, yeah, and don't yeah, get yeah. We, we, we were we were very distracted in the beginning and we were uh, like uh, yeah. we we realized it as well uh, sure. later on. But then uh, you know what? It's just the fun of it, right? Like just having yeah, right? it just gets us uh, too excited. It, it, it gets on it gets <laughs> but, our cogs and wheels going. Plus we're yeah. learning, right? Like you know we're we're new and, at this and it's, it's and just, we want to shout them out actually. So yeah. just to say thank you, Shreya, and it. thank you, Riddhi. Um, you guys are truly like thank you for giving us the feedback and uh, it, it helps us improve and we want to get better and better and create the, the boss. best quality best quality content we can and you know improve Wait, so R- Riddhi and, was a Slytherin right and then Shreya was yeah. a Gryffindor oh yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, <laughs> both the both the houses that are assembled uh, in life right? <laughs> <laughs> and Godric the offspring oh yeah <laughs> And I'm the offspring of Ravina. Ravina, Ravina. Ravina. <laughs> we <laughs> gotta get the Hindi in there, yo. For me, it's Helga, bro. So, Helga scenes, Hegla scenes, whatever. Hegla, whatever. Mehnat kash. Oh my god. Ek kash mehnat ki. You're still tripping on it, huh? Like, you're still that, tripping on that, trip, that same that, thing. I still remember, man, reading that BuzzFeed or Scoopoo article, and I was like, "Fuck, this is so scarring, so I, scarring." I don't know. I don't know why you're like that <laughs> irritated no, by it. I just find it funny to no, understand. I know, but like, just imagine meeting up with somebody who's watched these movies in like purest Hindi, and and you've watched it in like the way JK intended, and like the conversations would be so <laughs> random. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Tum kaun se ghar se ho?" And you yeah. be like, "Gryffindor." And, and you be so like, here's the, "Here's the thing. What I feel about all this is like, whenever you dub a movie into another yeah. language, a lot of it gets lost in translation, right? Like, sure. um, so many good movies in Hindi won't be yeah. translated well into English, right? Like, it it just the feelings and emotions sometimes don't come off. And yeah, dude, um, do you remember all of our like? This is a tangent, but like all of you out there who used to watch Cartoon Network, let's say approximately till ten, fifteen years <laughs> ago, structure has gone again. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, but this is this is a legitimate thing, right? It's it's connected because the the dubbing has been off. Like if you remember yeah. the cartoon Aladdin, the the parrot, I think the name of the parrot was no, not Abu, was the monkey. Yeah, uh, The parrot in English was, was yeah. So he was a little bit crassy, but in Hindi he just sounded like circuit for Munna Bhai. I don't know why. Uh-huh. He's like, क्या बोलते हैं भिड़ू? जैस्मिन को लेते क्यों नहीं? And I'm like, क्या? <laughs> what? 
Dude, my my parents got me off cartoons because they heard uh, this one day. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, 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 I remember. I remember it being really atrocious at the time. Fair, but yeah, you're right. Translation yeah. does does cause. I mean, I I don't know why they wanted to add in the extra stuff, but yeah, well, we will put that up as one of our Insta stories, huh? Just like one random YouTube. I'm sure there's some YouTube <laughs> clipping out there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I like. I'll try to find it. Oh, if Z yeah. can find it, then Z will try to find sure, it. I will. I will. But let's so, let's let's not stray and let's start. Yeah. with a goblet of fire yeah again yeah. what was it in brief uh, one last time uh, akta pyala <laughs> harry potter or akta pyala goblet of fire and you know what one of the main things i want to really talk about with goblet of fire with you and with everyone like who is listening here is hmm. um, how much of the book they missed out on during, yeah. like especially Like when they were filming this movie, and something I re- uh, got to know a lot later uh, was uh, like the director himself, right? He generally like did not find the book interesting while directing it. Like he, he okay. If you ever see his interviews, right? Um, mm-hmm. He always talks about how uh, like the book is uh, so long, and why is it like so long? And you know, it's like it just has too much. And Mike Newell, even though he's like a good director and he did a good job, and honestly, like I think it, this movie is. Uh, one of the favorite movies for most people i think yeah. because of the whole um dragon stuff and but you know just to put it out there if goblet was a if, if goblet was a part 1 and a part 2 i would totally buy it like i would i would be so like totally convinced yeah, like as a book it as a book it has so much in it too much um, like a lot like, of story for one book yeah 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 it's 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 a <laughs> a lot of story for one book and um, yeah. genuinely like it talks about so many things like it has uh, the whole uh, fred and george uh, kind of uh, blackmailing ludo black uh, bagman if you remember if, if mm-hmm. you remember that mm-hmm. and it has the whole uh, aspect of how ba- uh, so so one of the biggest aspects of this book was the mystery behind uh, who ma- uh, like made the dark mark in the quidditch dark book. mark yeah no, I, i remember yeah uh, i remember the book beginning out with yeah. uh, you know Tom everyone Riddle, really excited uh, about yeah. the 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 quidditch uh, tournament finals happening uh, and then I, like no even before that dude like i think the book began with like uh, the riddle family murder right if i'm not wrong ha huh. correct like, it goes uh, back in time riddle, riddle uh, so tom riddle or rather uh, voldemort Um, mm-hmm. Killing his uh, father and his family, right? Like, he who must be named, because motherfucker, yeah. we not scared of you. He who must be named, uh, yeah. like we will never be scared of him because uh, yeah. if we are, then we give him. Power. Because our ancestors fought for us, so we have the privilege yeah. of not being scared. Yep, yep, and Harry is the goat for that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you like just imagine if if like a few, let's say the world is destroyed, and uh, they probably find one of the Harry Potter books' ka manuscript somewhere buried once the world. begins all over again just imagine they would probably believe that harry potter is is like a, an event of the past yeah. like I you know mean, if I, I, that would that would be a that would be so cool world to be in. like a religion <laughs> where you are worshiping harry and dumbledore and they are the gods and like <laughs> that would be a brilliant religion i would take part in that for sure for I mean, sure you can you can still te- technically make that into <laughs> I, i think that's what fandoms are right they're, they're like yeah. in a way as close to uh, religion uh, as you yeah, can get I, like if you really want to think of it that way yeah you can kind of i mean there is the whole star wars religion and all but again yeah. we digress um uh, we we were on the whole point of like uh, the whole riddle family murder right and hmm. um 
especially like i think i think the way they started out like in the movies they kind of showed bati from the beginning even though they didn't mention his name like the first scene first scene but you still mm-hmm. saw his face right and you had this mm-hmm. like random person in your head that okay this is someone who's uh, like going to take uh, come into play in this movie uh while the book itself uh, like never mentioned like another person being in the room right like it was always yeah. just uh, uh Voldemort and Peter Peter Pettigrew yeah, right, right? And, and that old uh, ho- housekeeper just getting killed over there and like and that vision that Harry has basically it gets connected because uh, in the beginning you still you still don't know that this is a vision that Harry had like this is something Harry saw as well and uh, you start like getting to know how Harry's connection with Voldemort is starting to become stronger and uh, mm. uh, like all, all these different small small storylines coming into play uh each and everything like even with the triwizard to- tournament like the way they set it up and uh i think the mystery was kind of left out in the movie I, as a kid this movie kind of was my uh like favorite because of the uh, magic and the aesthetics of it and you know like uh, really really like had uh, had a great time watching this but yeah. as i as i grew up i think uh i started realizing that the other movies are much much like better in terms of story Mm. um fair i mean i'm 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 actually on the other side of the fence over here because i really enjoyed goblet uh, as a movie uh, it no, probably I mean, had i, I to... love the movie i like i yeah. i I'll agree with you that it's one of my uh, like top movies for sure but like i wouldn't i i wouldn't consider it above any of the other potter movies i don't know about you though sure no fair i mean to me goblet has like a special place in my heart uh, even though like even after uh, you know making the mistake of cutting out the quidditch finals in the third movie they did I the same the, yeah, yeah like, like they set it up so in, yeah. in such a grand manner right you're like fuck this is happening this is happening and then yeah. boom out and then the next that thing you know you're back to the tent just... <laughs> it was it was <laughs> messed up but uh, yeah. i i think the reason i connect with goblet is that uh, i think with goblet even like when i was where i was in life uh, i was moving from being like a uh, early teenager to like a little bit of a late teenager i i think like with the first three movies i was i was a kid and i was i was pretty naive and i was yeah. ignorance is bliss and life is good and i i think that way the the movies did a great job of of mirroring their target audience which was pretty much a lot of people coming into age at that point i mean i think yeah. it, in goblet uh, because of the book and also of the movies they've they've done a great job at uh, converging from the light to the dark i mean yeah. the movie Uh, and the book actually begin begin pretty dark right they begin with the actually, they begin with the murder, they begin with the tribes yeah, tournament yeah, getting yeah. like you know you see the dark mark coming yeah. up and you see like so much destruction 100% like so, i i i completely agree with you on this man like cuz i think i think philosophers begins pretty pretty on a neutral note uh, chamber begins as, as it is like philosophers yeah. i don't think they could have done anything dark because it was like an entry way into the wizarding world and an entry to getting to know who harry was right yeah Like, uh, what what is this story about? So I think with with Goblet they they put it up right there that yeah. you know shit is getting real and like yeah. even when I was reading the book you know like I have this this uh, crazy ability that I'll I'll try to imagine soundtracks <laughs> as the dialogues are moving and like the fourth book begins pretty heavy begins pretty somber and you can you can sense the the darkness oozing out yeah. after every and paragraph dude the book is uh, like that's the reason why i feel like the movie kind of uh, skims out for me 
is because the book has so much and the book does it in such an amazing way um Good. like the the whole story the setting of the of the mystery the uh, the unraveling of the mystery like how mm-hmm. dumbledore is an inherent like character who's calm about everything throughout and how like okay if you wanted to make this movie dark truly dark right mm-hmm. and uh, since the director mark newell um uh, wanted to make it like a, he spoke about it in a like this movie is like a sorry mike newell uh he he spoke about it in a uh, like he, it's it's a movie that's supposed to be like a hitchcockian horror but also mixed with bollywood that's what he literally said like if you look at okay. his interview he spoke about like it's a mix of bollywood and it's hitchcockian horror and okay. that is why like the tone of the movie like has the co- comedic side of it because a lot of like goblet of fire has that fun element of like yeah. you see harry being that awkward teen becoming older right and trying to talk to uh, or look at lo- like he's looking at cho and kind of yeah. developing those feelings and having those awkward yeah. moments which is a lot of fun uh in yeah. her mini's interactions with him uh, and like the whole hungarian haunted uh, event uh, ha- was going to happen and then her mini comes to the tent and <laughs> she meets him mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. like rita skeeter just takes that picture uh, like she uh, she's uh, taking that picture of them hugging and made it into like oh the teen romance and all that and it was really fun to watch like harry become older in that comedic way as like a growing up kind of a movie yeah. in that sense um but one of the crazy like the horror part of it and i'd say like with the whole like party crouch uh, see, like the father um mm. having his uh, mental breakdown and mm. talking to a tree in a in a uh, talking about like the ministry work with a tree and then breaking down onto his legs and uh, like uh, going down on his legs like begging to harry uh, like to just going uh, speaking mad, mad, uh, like any mad 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 crap and then um, suddenly he's gone and then he, he you find his body uh, in in the hogwarts grounds and he was killed yeah. by his own son so, so i mean uh, they they find his body uh, beneath the invisibility cloak or or they just find it outright no no it, it was in the grounds it wasn't i think invisibility cloak right okay. and i i i think it's after one of those triwizard events i think it's yeah, after yeah, the yeah. second it's, event it's, right it's, it's after the second event it's after the second event dude we were totally missing the fact that uh, i i think from emma watson for a lot of boys out there the crushing went to fleur uh, from <laughs> Bo- bobatop that school that they came from and drumstrang is where victor crumb comes from so i think the fact that uh, you know you're you're told for the first time that there are other wizarding other schools, schools yeah also is, also is the fact that they kind of made it like single gender schools in the movie right it's supposed to be like yeah, that was both so, genders <laughs> sort of puts into fact that how cosmopolitan hogwarts really yeah. is and <laughs> though, though, about, though in the books those two schools are actually like cosmopolitan just <laughs> correct correct so in the movie it is a very different way i, yeah. I, I think the triwizard tournament being announced and i remember particularly in the movie you know you have yeah. this scene where moody i mean you think it's moody but it's actually uh-huh. not who's just braving across the storm and coming to the yeah. castle and you're like who's this strange character and you know you're like yeah hey. like who is this guy who's like being so like he's getting such praise from dumbledore yeah. Yeah. and he's supposed and, and, to be this ex order or something yeah and i i know harry instantly connects because you know he has this inkling that he wants to be an yeah. order i don't think he identifies with the word at that time but like deep yeah. down that's his aspiration yeah uh, and, and then and, they show and, the whole yeah say 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 and they show and they show the whole announcement of of dumbledore saying that it's dangerous and this tournament's happening and you know you you can see that 
that energy in in the students like everyone's like especially fred and george because you know they they know that they want to participate but you know they're underage and they, they try to I come think, up with this spell to the like the best, best part of this movie man for sure like yeah uh, like everyone's like the entire school gets yeah. pretty hyped up because you know something about human beings and also wizards in this case when there's a competition you know you're on on guard you're on your best yeah. foot forward and i think that whole idea i mean like it's it's right now i'm jumping between the book and the movie but like the movie is obviously a lot more clear because it has no mm-hmm. visuals so i can like imagine fred and george yeah. casting that spell trying to look <laughs> older and actually make it inside that line but they put yeah. their names in and they just like get the ricochet out of that line <laughs> and it really turn old after that yeah they really turn old so it's it's and... crazy man i i think I think it yeah. stays sane. I think the book stays sane and the movie stays sane till that point. And then, yeah. right from the first task, yeah, all all shit oh, breaks changes, loose. It changes, man. Shit and breaks loose. I think, like, I think uh, that's the fa- my favorite part about the movies is like the way they handle the tasks. To be fair, yeah, like um, like dragons really, really are shown like so beautifully. I mean, the way yeah. they've depicted like I I I want to give a shout out to everybody out there who's who's done the animation that. Mm-hmm. done a hell of a job yeah, i mean this just yeah work is really really well done like it was I, i was waiting with bated breath right when when hagrid sort of cheats and and asks harry to wear the cloak and he's yeah. going on a date with madam maxine yeah oh, yeah, yeah. He, you know what I, i completely forgot to mention when like she and hagrid instantly have a moment okay when they first meet and and dumbledore says hagrid's a, a, a groundskeeper and he's going to take great care of the horses don't worry and she yeah. says something like they only drink single malt whiskey <laughs> and i'm like what horses that drink whiskey that is apt that is so apt and she yeah. and hagrid have a moment you know like they yeah, do the whole yeah, yeah. eye flirtation thing and hagrid's like all pink and i'm like oh dude uh, hagrid hagrid is such a wholesome dude, character he's a character we got to talk about i think we got to yeah. talk about him more man like i, I think yeah. hagrid's that comfort character in the movie right like for yeah. he's he's i think he he kind of represents uh, us in a way like we just yeah. love the whole uh, i idea of like the visiting world and we are in love with yeah. magic and the creatures and everything and i think he he kind of embodies that really well the other uh, aspect of him being uh, like completely different from everyone is that he was a half giant yeah uh, correct which comes to play later on actually fifth movie but uh, yeah. so that is a little later but yeah like he he his whole story is amazing And, and it is such a beautiful uh, contrast in the character right i mean yeah. like physically he's shown to be this brute who can rip trees and shit but deep down he's like this real softy that's always trying to <laughs> like protect aragog and he's trying to like trade yeah. trade animals and then buy yeah. animals and give them a fair place and like do you i know we're going a little back but how heartbroken he is in the third book right when oh, buckbeak like, is supposed to be executed like that I, is I, I, So he, hard he, that was the first time he became like the teacher for the care of magical creatures. Oh my god! Oh, such a big moment for him. And yeah, and like first lesson. Sad. Who would have thought? And that's also because yeah. of the idiot Draco, who just my yeah. father will hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Why? Uh, but Draco's like had a weird journey, man. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, like as we as we were saying, like his his whole like first time teaching, and then. Hmm. uh i wish he could have had like a better year and like yeah. had more why am i not able to why am i not able to remember more about draco in goblet i i think he 
he has like a relatively smaller role yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. But, uh, the whole goblet of fire is like more about introducing the idea of uh, death eaters and voldemort's return right because sure. that's the that's the main part of the whole story where uh, everything is being set up you see yeah. you see you see voldemort's uh, uh, like nagini basically become Uh, another horcrux yeah. around that time yeah uh, and dude nagini has some some personality yeah like no yeah, dialogues yeah. all she does is like this <laughs> but she has parcel this... tongue parcel tongue my friend yeah you're fucking great she does have dialogues <laughs> she does have dialogues yeah she does have dialogues but like <laughs> You are afraid of her. Like the minute Nagini yeah. comes into the picture, you are like just the she, idea she's a of snake, her. man. Like I think I'm in general afraid of snakes. Like <laughs> okay, like it. we're not stopping at snakes. We're going at a fucking giant anaconda yeah. hunt for the red orchid <laughs> kind of snake, and yeah. that is scary. I mean, I I wouldn't have picked yeah. a better pet for Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, and a fucking like... giant snake. He's like Nagini, eat. <laughs> <laughs> Give me chicken tandoori. No, no, I will like, eat. Uh, Nagi Nagini becoming uh, a a a Horcrux and also like Peter Pettigrew finding like Voldemort's desolate body and then using Nagini as a medium to get him back, mm-hmm. which is why he looks so much like a snake. Is yep. uh, is like much more horrifying for his character in general. Yeah, because um, like just his return is so crazy because it's building up throughout the book, right? Like that mystery sure. is building up with Barty Crouch and like uh, the father died and. Oh, just just to say, like in that second task when he died, in the movie, right? That second task is so beautiful. Just mm-hmm. like when you watch it, and the way they worked on the CGI again, like dragons, one thing, but that task being underwater and filming underwater, and, it had you know, and, and the soundtrack behind it, like the the yeah. the music that plays is just like you know the choir of angels yeah. and like underwater beautiful. The whole like moment and more people, moment. Yeah, you wouldn't imagine, right? Like the 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 yeah. all of this being beneath the lake, but then yeah. you know, Morning Myrtle tells him that yes, there are people, and then the, the like, prefect's uh, bathroom, right? Yeah, I mean, Harry has his first fight with Ron, and and I mean, it's it's so it's insane, right? Like, cause yeah, like there is this weird couple of pages in between where Harry and Ron aren't talking, and you realize that's such a big void, right? Cause he's yeah. always been talking. And, uh, in that you can really see Hermione's plight as well like she's yeah. been she's stuck Just between stuck so two, hard two two best friends one of yeah. them like uh, she's developing feelings for and the other like she's she knows has been through so much and she she like she's been for there for him he's been there for her and like yeah. just being between these two people who she knows like are brothers in everything mm-hmm. and just the whole relationship being turned uh, turned around uh, it was really done well in the movies as well because i think Correct. the way they shot it right like as soon as harry's name was called out of the goblet you see everybody's reactions and then it's like just silence there's no music there's no background music it's just people staring at harry with that look of judgment like he's just like harry potter just wants to keep like uh, doing this publicity stunt all the time why is he like why does he always want to be in the limelight and like people just uh, like attitude towards him again going against him and be- making him isolated was uh, really like interesting to watch and hermione struggled to you know what like i want to isolate my friend i i still trust in him i know that he couldn't he wouldn't have done something like this is um truly like uh, really sweet and hap- uh, like wholesome to see because she's the one who's like supporting him and being there for him and especially when ron didn't like didn't know what to think and he himself was confused about the whole thing it was yeah. really nice 
but then you know no matter what he's still cheering for for yeah. him from the stands and yeah. <laughs> they're like what harry died <laughs> no <laughs> harry's alive cuz harry just jumps up and like yeah. just, like does a backflip goes back into the water gilly weed yeah yeah Also, and, like they they did a really good job with Neville, huh? Like uh, yeah, I mean Neville's funny. trying to help out Harry, and then yeah. and Harry's like Neville, and you know, unless <laughs> you have some kind of cabbage that helps me breathe underwater, I yeah. really don't care right now. And he's like, well, I don't know about cabbage, but there's always gillyweed. You know, I like, think What? I think it was a smarter decision to have Neville give him the gillyweed <clears throat> instead of Dobby, um, yeah. like in the books, because uh, it kind of helps you see Neville's de- uh, development as a character as well. Because I think in the books, Neville doesn't get as much development for being like the second uh, child of prophecy or the uh, the potential child of prophecy as mm. compared to Harry yeah. and um, which is understandable you can kind of understand why but uh, like the movies really do give him that spotlight of uh, his character is going through his own arc and what he's been through and uh, just like the whole idea of uh, who Neville like you see that kid who wants to help out and do do whatever he can for his friends kind of starting to come out from his shell Like and, uh, being being that kid in the first year who gets a uh, remember all from his grandmother yeah. <laughs> to going to helping Harry, you know, to with with yeah, the Gillyweed. Yeah, yeah. I I think, I mean, there there are a lot of background characters in in the Harry Potter universe, right? Yeah. In the books and the movies. So you have you have uh, Seamus Seamus fin- Finnegan and you have Dean Thomas and yeah. you know you you have all of these uh, Colin Creevy and Colin. All so you have a lot of background characters and it's. it's it's so in so in, interesting because you know the authors or other directors could have you know taken the chance to give like all of these could have been having significant development but only few mm-hmm. of them get that in the books and the yeah. movies and it's interesting to see that Neville's one of them i mean one character i would have really loved to see more uh, form was the wait i'm forgetting who was the captain of the quidditch team gryffindor quidditch team in the first oliver wood oh oliver wood yeah he yeah. seems like such a brilliant character but yeah. you know he doesn't really get a lot of footage i mean i would have loved to see him I grow mean, more there is so much like so much yes. history to each and every character exactly the exactly does, the movie does not have like that much time to show everyone exactly so, so i mean it's 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 nice that fred and george get a lot of limelight it's yeah. nice that neville gets a lot of limelight it's I mean, yeah. to some extent, Padma and Parvati Patil <laughs> also get their share of limelight when they get. You, you, you know what I really find irritating about the whole uh, like uh, Yule Ball in this matter yeah. is uh, like they their dresses were so bad. Why did all do that to them? Like <laughs> we have in we have such so many better sarees. Why? Why? Why do you do that? <laughs> like, yeah. Whoever chose the dresses. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like, read I, up I on Indian culture, please. <laughs> I think it's the same reason, right? Like. why like as as indians we might find it annoying why apu is a character in simpsons or why yeah. raj kutrapali has that particular way of talking and i mean yeah. i mean you wouldn't be wrong to say that that's seriously stereotyping it but i think when you i mean i'm just playing the devil's advocate here but i think when you're from uh, looking it from an objective viewpoint uh, people without that accent probably only are 1% of the entire population i think a large part of india is I was talking about the sarees, man. No, I mean sarees, accents. I'm talking about us feeling that you know we might be typecasted or we could oh, have done better. Man. But what what I think happens is the critical mass is what people like to show, and I I think yeah. that's why Apu features on so heavily. Or like 
I know it's it's I mean, a, a honestly, tangent. I find it I find it like fun to have like Apu and Raj and. No, I mean I, I know a lot of people. Like so, my dad gets so it's really annoyed. So one of my reasons my dad doesn't watch Russell Peters is because he feels that it's it's too he's too. He's playing too much into the stereotype. Yeah, he's playing the race card yeah. too much. He's he's right. that that's not how Indians are. But I think. I think a lot of I think that's the critical mass, but you know yeah. we wouldn't want to accept that. Like, cause like the Big Bang Theory was a very recent series. I this we were you know sort of comparing <laughs> parallels over here. But there's a reason why Raj Kutrapali had that kind of accent is because you know it was a critical mass. But you know let's let's go back there. Padma and Parvati had a little bit of character development happening. No, in I the, really liked their character. Like they have good characters in in the books as well. It's not yeah. like they don't. And uh, the the only sad part here was like uh, just like the uh, they, I mean I don't know the dress dressing is the only thing was I was saying like is is not done well. Otherwise they, it it's fine because again you can't give too much time to each and every character when like you have. To yeah, I mean they they didn't have like thick accents. That was yeah. definitely a, a I mean, plus one. That wasn't something I don't think I was worried about in that in, the, in yeah. the because I think at the time we never thought of it right like that right. Fair. And as we grew up, we kind of get got to know that oh. Accents uh, is a thing, and people. Wait, do I talk like that? Am I yeah, shaking yeah, yeah. my head people when I am talking like that? <laughs> I don't know, and that's. I think yeah. that's always going to be a sore spot for some people. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think we need to kind of learn to laugh at ourselves in this. Matter. Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important, I think, and that's why I, I think humor really but, helps. But yeah, going yeah, back, like, before you know it, it's it's the third task, and yeah. uh, I think the third tasks. Not really the maze as much it is fucking Voldemort yeah. being reborn. That fucker finds uh, a way to oh, come back. No, in the maze, like uh, I think they. they Dude, those they sphinx. Did, uh, yeah, the sphinx, sphinx was fucking man. scary, and I wish, the, I the wish balls that closing in. There. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The balls closing in is is another thing, and then, uh, but. You know the fact that it uh, the maze the the cup turns out to be a portkey and like what yeah. are the odds that Cedric and Harry go in together right like yeah. it's it's extremely unfortunate because like skipping a little forward you can see how distraught uh, Cedric's father is till the end I mean and I think I think um, that's he's he's, he's even distraught in, uh, in this he's he's even distraught in the cursed child I mean yeah. when they show a grab yeah. of him. Uh, I mean, he still he wants, clearly he wants to. He wants Harry to use the time turner to kind of go back in time yeah, and yeah, correct. Save his son. But, I mean, so that that's extremely yeah. heartbreaking, and and I know that for I a think, lot of my think, friends out yeah. there, Cedric was like suddenly became yeah. a heartthrob overnight, right? Like yeah. I, I I think, and that happened mostly I, with a lot because of because Robert Pattinson, man, like Twilight. So, so did uh, I think uh, Goblet happened first, and Twilight was after, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, but I remember like in in when I was living through the Goblet era in in real life as well. I knew yeah. a lot of my friends were like absolutely heads over heels <laughs> for Cedric, and I can see where they're coming from. Right, yeah. he has that archetypal like features, and then everyone yeah. was going Gaga. And then then when he died, I remember being in the movie theater and so many people just sobbing, mm-hmm. sobbing, sobbing. Cause and I know, think uh, not only like the fact it's not just about him being like good looking. I think like the fact that someone. That was Harry's friend. Yeah, and then he was from your house, yeah. right? So he, he had those from, noble. Yeah, he's from Hufflepuff. Uh, he's a half. Um, he's a half. I'll always be proud of Cedric. Um, but like the the fact that like someone who was so young and had hmm. so much going for him, uh, yeah, is supposed to die as soon as Voldemort is back. And I mean, uh, he was a badass Quidditch player as well. I think they were yeah. talking about a future in Quidditch. 
Yeah. I think they catch him in the beginning also at the Quidditch. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cedric's father is there. I think Cedric's father, uh, just like the fact that that scene was uh, shot in such a such an amazing, hauntingly chilling manner. Yeah. Because you just hear him screaming, and so his screaming just... is focused on. And uh, yeah, the the father does such a good job in like portraying that role uh, hmm. of like that. Ag- you can feel that agony. um like yeah. of him losing the son losing his son and just like that is it's that moment where you realize how serious the series is now and how different it's going to be from this point on because uh, even harry is like completely hallowed right yeah. i mean like of, of course with, like throughout when you know they're in the graveyard and and the entire things happening Harry is so so confused and so scared um, but he chooses to fight right he chooses yeah. to go out and you know you have that the classic cocktail of of binaries right you you have Voldemort with Avada Kedavra and you have Harry with Expelliarmus like that's such a classic combination i think that stayed throughout it just shows how such a simple 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 spell can you know if if you have the kind of heart just of course we think, later think, later get yeah. to know that it's it's because of prior priori incantum like you know yeah, the yeah, the yeah, bond yeah. sharing the bond yeah. that it and i'm sure if it was a regular bond harry would have been avada kedavra long ago but so, you know i mean uh, the other fact is i think um, and this is something that's really stressed on in the series from the beginning is the power of the, the power or the strength that harry has that voldemort doesn't right hmm. is the power of his um, like love and friendship and his like uh, people around him and that's what really uh, powers his magic up and yeah kinda, right because when the spells connect longer. when the spells connect everybody yeah. that voldemort's killed in in the backward order they start popping yeah. out and they they actually uh, go on to really protect harry and and yeah. it's and, it's and insane like, just the moment i think it's such a such a sweet scene of like his mom and dad just being there and be like Fuck. saying like it we hold him off for you you go and grab the cup grab get the get cup. cedric and grab the cup and go back yeah. to hogwarts and, and that and, transition is insane yeah. right harry comes back and then there is like celebration for silence. like a brief just three silence. no there is yeah. there is celebration for like a brief yeah, three yeah, to yeah, four yeah, seconds yeah. and like harry's the winner and then and then cedric's not and moving then, And Dude, oh. like the moment the way the band drops off right like is this, uh, just oh. that transition is hard and you know and then we all remember the whole classic harry yeah. being whisked off by uh, supposedly uh, alister moody yeah. and i mean like what what are the odds right dumbledore and yeah. snape turn up just in time and like i still remember the movie did such a crazy job you know when when moody's tongue trunk opens up and there's like a fucking bottomless pit yeah. but there is a bottom and then alister is sitting at down is at you know down below yeah damn that that book ends but, with you know, you know you know one of the best ways they reveal that this is not like moody in general yeah the tongue just, flick right no 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 not even the tongue flick it, okay it it wasn't the tongue flick man it was uh, tongue flick came later on when once he said that one line and that made harry question him It was like how many more people were there in the graveyard it's a, yeah, it's a simple line it's said yeah. in a dialogue it's not focused on too much there's no like uh, like music behind like building up to this dialogue it's just that yeah. he said it in passing and then harry's like he's trying to explain it and then suddenly he catches it hmm. he catches the fact that he said how do you know it was in a graveyard yeah and that's when you see the tongue flick because uh, yeah. just that just before the tongue flick this small dialogue just like it changes the whole idea of oh wait Is this actually matter? 
and uh, what's going on here so uh, that that was actually a really uh, good thing that they did though the one thing is there in this movie dumbledore they kind of changed his demeanor in a way if you want to call it that he's he's a little distant right in this or uh, is it this or distant, is it he's he's angry in most scenes I mean uh, which is is it the fourth or the fifth book I think it's the fifth fourth. book no no it's uh, the fifth, fifth it's the fifth book is... where Harry actually feels that he's Dumbledore's yeah. ignoring him and I yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah that's a different that's thing uh, yeah. this is this is this is where everybody kind of took up against like uh, uh, the whole idea of why is Dumbledore an angry person he's not supposed mm. to be like mm. like throughout he's supposed his whole like, persona is of like that calm but powerful wizard and yeah. in this movie he was kind of like uh, uh why do you put your name in the goblet of fire <laughs> i'm like okay dumbly i thought you were my friend yeah, but yeah. it you, looks you like you're gonna bust my ass yeah <laughs> put a cap in here <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, yeah yeah no i think uh, just just that this whole movie was was like it was a very big mixed bag of like fun a lot of uh, great moments and some really cool stuff to like mm. missing out so much from the book especially because like the director did not like seem interested in the book itself which is yeah. sad um even though he's a good director and i really like the movie that he made it's just that um they missed out a lot but this is i think the only movie that does it to such an extent um mm. other movies like still adapt well and um after this uh, the next three movies uh, that are there are all directed by the same director so there yeah. is consistency and David which, which is, is actually good cuz you know some some amount of coherence because uh, like i'm i'm sure that the amount of people that watched 567 was like a huge yeah. number and and you know those people like really waited with bated breath dude uh, i remember like going to the theaters just excited as hell and uh, just wait like i used to remember like going there and waiting in the line and just like hoping that we get tickets because we didn't tickets because we couldn't reserve, reserve them through book my, book my show at the time right like we didn't have book yeah. my show or, uh, and we didn't have like any apps that would help us reserve seats and we had to kind of uh, wait uh, wait like go to the theater and see if our luck uh, if you luck out and get it like get the tickets and uh, for people who wanted to specifically see in theaters like IMAX um, uh, or rather IMAX theaters uh, which is one of the theaters in Mumbai Uh, the dome we call it uh, if uh, like just to go there and be in line and be able to watch that movie on that screen you you really needed to reach there like an hour early just to like uh, be able to have a chance like minimum an hour early to have a chance to get the ticket i don't know if you did this for for these movies though. no man i mean fortunately i had i had somebody who who had tickets so i didn't really have to wait but like my my uh, you know about my payback was that uh, both the the seventh both the deathly hallows i actually didn't get a chance to watch it in in the theater for uh, some yeah, reason I think, and i think those were some of my favorite memories watching those movies yeah no i think both the deathly hallows for me were on one on dvd and i really wish i would have watched it in the theater because both the deathly hallows were like the treatment of light is very dark right so it's it's yeah, very difficult yeah. to figure out on a small screen what's happening because the yeah. the dark elements are much higher in terms of color but yeah that was, that was my redemption but are we talking about umbridge or are we talking about umbridge cuz that bitch oh my god that that bitch she's the you know I with that like, 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 like voldemort to an extent i sometimes like that that just weird little <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. And she does. You like you want to punch the just punch her yeah, fucking but... teeth off. <laughs> like she does such a good job at making you hate her. I must not tell lies. Huh? And this is what, this is like this is us telling the truth. We hate Umbridge. Dude, oh, she God. does such a good job at making oh, you hate her. And then she's like worshipping yeah. Cornelius like you know he's some sort of Bhagwan and like Cornelius fudge uh, she keeps putting up all those yeah. decrees oh but you know what like I think uh, and this is genuinely what I uh, what like I don't know this might be a controversial statement for this but uh, to me this movie was better than the book uh, like specifically just this fifth movie um and the only reason i fi- say this and i'm sorry to anyone who finds this offensive <laughs> but um the only reason i say this is because they did such a such a good because the book itself is the longest uh the fifth book order of phoenix or order of the phoenix is the longest book and it has a lot of drawn out scenes uh in the book right but in the movie like they did they focus on the right things mm-hmm. uh, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, sorry, I thought there was someone speaking from your side, so like I could hear something. We had the spirits of Umbridge arise, and you were like, "I heard you talking about me, motherfuckers." Uh, but yeah, uh, like in the movie, like they did such a good job of like condensing it into uh, what two hour, two and a half hour movie, and uh, just not only that, like the whole story, the uh, focus is not on the world of Harry Potter, but the relationships and the bonds and the people and like who they are throughout the movie because i can really 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 see harry's uh isolation and the and the tra- trauma that he's going through and the trouble that he's having like just connecting with people because nobody believes him about voldemort he's you in so many scenes you see him looking into the world of uh into this wizarding world as an outsider because uh, especially like one of the examples and first of all you get go to grimoire place for the first time in this movie and uh, that's that's freaking amazing to see sirius is home and uh, all the all the black home basically and like getting to know about uh, the Lestranges and the bra- blacks and narcissa being a black and uh the whole idea of like uh, um like this this character uh, like there's a war coming and now you need to start preparing and uh, Sirius is telling Harry that this is something that you know is going to happen soon and just like those small interactions and you see like uh, Harry not feeling completely at place um with the uh, with, with like Voldemort coming back and you see like him seeing those visions and starting like Voldemort having an effect on his mind so all the time like he's having really dark visions or you can hear Voldemort in his head and he's all like he's getting affected he's seeing Voldemort everywhere he's seeing uh, his own reflection changes to Voldemort's face at times and it's just so well done it's like a beautiful beautiful movie more more than like about the world of Harry Potter it is about the characters it is about their development it's about Neville becoming stronger he never stood up to freaking uh, Bellatrix in this one like he literally like in the book he doesn't do this he he uh, he whimpers on the floor but in this movie they chose to show Neville like developing into saying uh, like uh, Bellatrix asks him like uh, how how are your parents and she uh, uh, like uh, dead are they and uh, uh, or, or like something along, along those lines and uh, uh, 
basically Neville says that, oh, you're going to find out really soon because uh, I'm going to avenge, uh, 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 avenge them. And like, just like, like that small line from Neville shows so much development for him. There's uh, development for Ginny in this movie. There's uh, the whole idea of like how um, Hermione and Ron really want to help Harry but he's kind of pushing them away. But then later on, like he realizes when he's being affected by Voldemort in the ministry that he, like, is uh, uh, Ron and Hermione and all, all his friends are there for him, and they are the reason that he's strong. And that's what makes him different for, from Voldemort. And even Dumbledore telling him, like, you should focus on what makes you different rather than what makes you the same or what makes you alike is so well done. What what really gets my gears going in this book is, uh, I think for the first time in his life, Harry is is extremely hopeful that he is going to have family that he can stay with. Sure, like in the mm-hmm. in chamber, he has you know the burrows, and you show how he becomes close to the Weasleys. Yeah. But I think with Sirius, he has this this real connection, right? Because yeah. of course, Sirius and his father were like the best of friends, and yeah. the the fact that he and Sirius talk about Harry coming and living with him is mm-hmm. such a big such a big optimistic curve you know like you you yeah. see you see the joy in I think for me the entire book the biggest standout was the relation between Sirius and Harry I mean in yeah. in, in Goblet they don't get a lot of chance because you know Sirius is still on the run but yeah. of course in 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 order you you see Dumbledore using Sirius's old house as like a meeting place for the order yeah. And and you know Harry gets really the kind of time he wants to spend with Sirius. So I think for me that's really a standout. I mean, of course there are a billion elements in the book and the movie, but just the fact that Harry has a real actual shot of moving out from the Dursleys' house and moving into with Sirius is is. I mean, the, the author did such a great job of raising our expectations yeah. of of Harry actually being able to live with Sirius and. You know, because Harry, of, of course, they don't spell it out, but Harry imagines a life of hunting Voldemort down. And of course, he knows that Sirius will be his partner in crime. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't see Ron and Hermione fighting along his side as much as he sees. Like, this is just my interpretation. And, and but uh, this, is, this is later on that he develops that, oh, wait, they are on my side and they are yeah, fighting. Yeah, that is That is after, like, uh, Voldemort gets into his mind, right? Like, especially yeah. after the fight between Voldemort and Dumbledore, which was freaking amazing. Uh, just putting it out there <laughs> that was i think one of the best scenes ever um but uh, just like the fact that he's uh, and the mo- he, the thing in the movie as compared to the book is uh, he realizes in the movie uh, they show him like looking at his friends when yeah. he's being affected by Voldemort and then his friends enter the enter the room where he's like you know on the floor and writhing in like pain and like he's trying to you know make some like get out of this control that Voldemort has and then he sees his friend and realizes no I'm not alone because that was that was the time he and this is the I think I genuinely cried when um, Sirius uh, died in this movie which was was, I mean I I think that um, that probably the entire seven seven book saga seven movie saga I think that that has got to be the for me, at least, has got to be the yeah. saddest scene. Like, the scene which really breaks your heart. Cause, especially, you know, especially, like, when you hear him say, oh, uh, great work, James, or, like, way to go, James, like, just before when they were fighting together against the Death Eaters. It's insane, man. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they do a great job at making you hate yeah. Bellatrix even more if you didn't yeah. hate her already. You're, like, first the long bottoms and then now black. And then, you know, you, you just... 
like you see Harry run after her in this blind rage and, and for the first time he does the Helena Bonham Carter does an amazing job as Bellatrix just saying oh my god yeah um she's you're yeah. talking about Bellatrix right yeah Bellatrix yeah okay i was like ye kaun hai ye kabhi aaya and i'm like okay you're talking she about one, she was the one who portrayed Bell- bellatrix yeah nobody gets so difficult right when you're in the flow you're like wait bellatrix helena wait who am i missing something <laughs> I'm sorry, here i'm sorry i broke your flow <laughs> no Pardon that's what right, i meant i, I suddenly <laughs> felt like wait because so like i mean both of us she both of us sheeples are different in that way right i mean you're extremely invested in the back end and who they are as the real lives but me on the other hand i'm i'm totally like just hostage to the fact that these guys are the characters and and yeah. they in in my head it's like they formed this this character ring that that doesn't ever break right. so for me like i know i mean of course it's not the healthiest way to go forward but all of us have a way so for me like <laughs> daniel is harry like i don't he's not daniel he is harry so it gets a little <laughs> difficult but you know like uh, he runs after her so he uses the only, the only reason i like think the other way um and just putting it out there for the time being is uh, like a lot of the times these actors in the interviews also talk uh, like you know you can see them like wanting to be more than what they what they've been associated with and as much as they love those roles they are their own person right and like the more you force that idea that they are just that you're kind of like they feel limited right so that's why i try to you know put the put the actors names out there because they've put their heart and soul into the uh, movie and they've made you love that character enough to not see them any other way right so like that deserves its own respect to it and but that's my thought um that's just me like say, as you said like both of our thought processes in this matter is very um different right true yeah but yeah as as you we were saying um serious uh dying like you were saying like that broke your heart like uh, genuinely to uh, like that was the saddest thing for you right the whole scene. yeah I, i don't know man like just after that if you have any shred of optimism left in the harry potter universe you know it's just it's just going to get darker from there oh, and okay. i i think like it sort of crusades with becoming an adult that yeah. uh, a lot of happy naive memories are now left behind and it's it's just war yeah. from now on because like even in half blood prince hogwarts isn't really hogwarts like you know you it you might think that they're coming to school and life is going to be normal but right from the beginning it's it's not yeah. and i think any shred of sanity in hogwarts was was left at order like the fifth book and the fifth movie is where things were as you know it could have been in a school when there I was think, yeah 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 i think around uh, maybe you can kind of still say like the sixth uh, sixth book uh, has a lot uh, is it's the six book is when they take their owls yeah. right they take yeah, the owls yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh my I god i remember that scene they they're in astronomy and fucking hagrid's hagrid's being attacked and they're like yeah. what like yeah, what is yeah, really yeah. happening it was a, it was a it was an amazing book but like before we get to that i'd say i'd say like the fifth one just to end it off um for the fifth one like uh, after losing serious you would think like for harry everything is lost right like yeah. especially because throughout the book and throughout the movie you can you can like you know his thoughts in the book you're vividly reading his thoughts you know what he's going through you know that he he is feeling alone he doesn't have anybody else the only person he looked at at, the, at that time was serious and he didn't know if he could he wanted to bring his friends into this dangerous situation because he was like no i can't like you know put them in this hurtful situation they might not be able to defend themselves 
or they might not be able to you know handle this what what i have to handle and this is a burden that i have um but but in that like last moment of uh, looking at his friends being there for him and fighting this like being a part of this war with him and being like the his backup and his support and his uh, his close family uh he realizes that he was he wasn't alone all along and that's what that's where he gains the power to kind of remove voldemort from his head and like take away his power that that voldemort had throughout the fifth uh, book and the movie and kind of gain that like semblance of control of his own like will uh, again knowing that no i'm not alone in this fight i am stronger with the people around me and voldemort is the one who's weaker because there's no one around him and he doesn't let anyone Yeah, and that, that that's actually pretty accurate. I think that that was really well done, and that's where we come to the sixth book, right? And uh, sixth, the sixth book, I think, is my favorite book as a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the movie is, do do you remember the fucking cover book. art? Cover art for oh, the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just Dumbledore, uh, you know, uh, whipping out that ring yeah, 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 of fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that I I think that cover art like really, really. And was... the infrared, the infrared was fucking crazy. Dude. The uh, cover art really appealed to me, man. I think. I like. Uh, I think yeah. though this sixth sixth book, I I I think I read the digital book. I didn't uh, okay. uh, buy the book, but I think when I saw the book in stores, I was like, oh my <laughs> god! Like and I think then, the uh, illustrators have done. Like I I know that. at least for the first three books you have page by page yeah. illustrated versions yeah. now i mean we didn't have it when when we were growing up with the books we had to like rely on our imagination yeah. but even those illustrated versions are so badass like they've done yeah, such yeah. a good job such a good I job i think potomo in this matter has done a really good job because yeah. uh, they have like the whole thing illustrated in a, on their digital website and you can genuinely read the whole like background of what's going on uh, along with the story and get images from it here and there which is which is really cool um but yeah so sixth book actually they kind of changed the whole system like jk fully changed the way she wrote it like uh this one was not from harry's perspective at all if you remember mm-hmm. this was more so this was more so like you you changed perspectives to different people and you 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 were focusing more on the story of draco and snape and trying to mm-hmm. figure out what they were up to and who they were or, or should we like it starts out like um in the, with a perspective of snape right like where he's he has to make that unbreakable vow unbreakable and vow with his sister and his the he, draco's mom draco's mom right and uh, he 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 has to like uh, promise her that uh, dude and we haven't even started talking about snape huh? like <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is where it gets for him, right? Like, Snape is a different Snape, podcast order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Abhi tak Snape ek alag cheez tha. Um, he he was always like one of those characters who was. Dude, I am so glad that I am so fucking glad that I know I'm jumping books, but Harry is there in time to collect Snape's tears and oh, view yeah. them in a Ponzi. Because if that wouldn't have happened, uh, we would have all been believing a lie. We would have like just. I'm so glad. Like that is that is so that coincidence is just perfect. I think, I think that um, whole uh, because just imagine Snape, if if they yeah. not if they not collected the tears after Nagini yeah. just finished off Snape, yeah. Dumbledore wasn't alive. Snape but, was dead, and nobody else knew what Snape was doing. So Harry would have lived Snape, his Snape's whole story, right? Is so tragic, right? And um, 
and you're right like just being there at the right time to I realize just gives me goosebumps like just literally imagining yeah. if if they weren't there they would have not yeah. known and that would have just changed so much like just imagine like that would have been so different like we would like cuz still till the seventh book we were all like ha ah, snape chutia snape fuck all snape is snape is a faggot we hate that's, snape that's like that's the testament to jk's writing right like yeah. her her building that character in one way and this like till the sixth book we were still on the fence right like because uh, dumbledore trusted him we were like okay maybe there's something about him even though harry did not right Correct. And dude that scene in the like, movie that scene in the movie where dumbledore is falling falling oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh fuck i think that, i think that bumps really right now I, genuinely like, like, right I, now i just felt chills uh, i had goosebumps on my shoulder like uh, no no honestly no, no. honest and again like this whole movie uh, the movie itself i don't think did the best job in depicting everything in the book because there was so much information uh that was important but they did a really good job i'll say that like the sixth movie did a really good job uh but like the book itself is for the sixth one my that book is my favorite because it does it's in such a good way because you you see snape's beginning it starts off the, the way the first book started off right it starts off with someone else's perspective like the first book's first chapter wasn't from harry's perspective you were trying to you were kind of meeting harry at the time in this man in this one you start off with snape's perspective or rather than an outsider perspective looking into snape who has to make this unbreakable vow where they get to we we, we get acquainted about the whole idea that the, uh, man, the now, now that lucius isn't here he's in askban uh, or rather in prison and um, like the malfoy's uh, family is now a pariah amongst the death eaters and they aren't trusted anymore and how like to gain that trust again malfoy has uh, draco has to uh, take up the mantle of the man of the house and uh, um, prove to voldemort uh, yeah. that he he is st- uh, like his that family is still part of the death eaters and still part of that your blood um, ideology and uh, just the idea that and these two stories are so well connected right snapes and um uh, uh draco's throughout the story because you see draco's struggle and this is where i truly 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 felt for draco um because you you got to know you got to see that his he was uh, like raised in this household of like where he was protected sheltered but also abused by his father he looked as looked at his father as a heroic figure but you realize that he was under a really strict regime again uh, under his father and he didn't like he didn't have his own thoughts he uh, he he became his own person when he had to when he was freed from his father and had to take his own decisions and when he couldn't kill dumbledore and uh, like he still had that inner child in him who wanted to be he who had that good in him right and who had like, like talks him down he tells him hey draco yeah. And, you know he just talks to him so calmly and when i was you know reading the book and and i was like how is this man facing death and i mean like he could have like let's let's face it just wiped off deco yeah. like with a simple swish and flick but yeah. it was all planned and, and like uh, and also also another thing uh, with uh, dumbledore this whole plan we we realize later right because this movie in- introduces the horcruxes um one of the biggest biggest things that we could have learned 
<laughs> and 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 you see like okay no uh there's more to the story and then you get to get to know from slughorn's memory like harry and you also see the uh, relationship between harry and dumbledore grow you see yeah. you see harry t- uh, like truly becoming a man in in the eyes of dumbledore and dumbledore taking his advice on many things like he started asking harry about oh, what do you think about this and from like from the fifth book where he was completely distant and trying to push harry away to having harry as one of his advisors and like asking him if his theory is correct and uh, dumbledore really taking up that mentorship position for harry really really like built up that relationship and this book really like you know showcased the whole idea that uh, dumbledore now truly trusts harry while harry always trusted dumbledore now you see dumbledore doing the same to him and you can tell how much harry has grown um throughout the story and mm-hmm. it's, it's so beautiful to see that as well right and uh, uh especially like you see dumbledore's trust in snape as well in this matter and uh, you 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 learn a lot through them and you get to know that snape helped him control the poison of that ring that dumbledore had the gaunt ring um which was also a horcrux that uh, dumbledore destroyed with the godric gryffindor um sword um and you you get to know that that ring was uh, hexed so that whoever like wears it uh will will get like, die of poison eventually you will die, yeah, yeah. die. because the entire true. hand dude dumbledore yeah. like let's let's take a minute to talk about those fucking long sleek fingers like dumbledore yeah, yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. a badass bass guitarist like <laughs> <laughs> like i can he totally would, he imagine would have, he would have he would have made the club nights like yeah for, dude uh, getting those for... bar chords and reaches yeah. reaching the sixth string with ease like dude guitar oh, fingers yeah. oh my guitar god thing. So sure, I can totally imagine a younger Dumbledore rocking it away in some jazz club, <laughs> all black and white. Yeah, like like just just like uh, and his, his yeah, yeah, and his band's name would be something like Cola Sherbet or like no, no, lemon lemon <laughs> lemon sherbet sherbet sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> But um, honest, like Dumbledore is, uh, I think in this story, like he really really like uh, shined in this. Uh, uh i uh, the way that showing off the horcrux and the the ideology and how long he's been working to kind of defeat this evil that is voldemort and uh, then that harry having to take up the mantle that uh, dumbledore left where he has to now finish the job that dumbledore had started and trying to finish off uh, voldemort in this uh, was really good as well and um, genuinely i think uh, a snape story the way they show it like they they show snape helping dumbledore uh, kind of control the poison and everything and you want to believe dumbledore that uh, oh snape is you know a part of the order and uh, you're always like on the fence and ha- while harry has this perspective other people have the other perspective and then you see snape killing dumbledore at the end um because of the unbreakable vow that he made he promising to kill dumbledore and he does it does it and we have that hatred of snape, for snape coming up right like i remember reading that line and feeling like my he really did it he betrayed the order he um, 
I don't know, he betrayed Harry, he betrayed Dumbledore's trust and it just felt so it's heartbreaking, raw. man. Yeah. Like Harry's running, running behind him, running behind him and Snape's yeah. deflecting every spell, yeah? Yeah. And they have and that then, shout down. Yeah. And at the end he says, I am the half-blood half prince. Yeah. Fuck, that was... And he knows, right? Snape knows that Harry's got hold of his yeah. general because uh, Harry Sectum Sempra's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Draco. Uh, Dude, and then fuck, you can, like that scene in the movie, right? When Draco is weeping, 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 and Snape's just Tom chanting Felton, a spell. Man, I like applaud Tom Felton, man. Like, honestly. Um, Draco's whole scene, he did such a good job. Yeah, he, he he kind of, you know, for the first time makes you feel for him, makes you cry with him, makes you like, and you know, you're, you're like, you're, you're really stranger to your own feelings because you're like, what's happening? I mean, I thought I hated this guy. How can I, just because, you know, he kills a canary and he's now weeping, how can I weep along? But they really managed to do that, which is, I think, what like, the, like, What insane. do you think of this book specifically? You know, like, I mean, I really love, I spoke so much about it because I truly love this book. But what about you? But, I don't know, to me, Half-Blood Half really seemed like, uh, more than anything, I was like, you know, initially when I got it, I'm like, okay, you know, is this going to be a stepping stone to the seventh book? But it, it turned out to be, you know, its own journey. Um, you're right about Draco's character development. Um, you're, you're right about... But I think what, what really got me hooked to the book was uh, finally Horcruxes being unveiled. And... Getting to know, like I was super frustrated to get to know that it's Voldemort's not going to be an easy kill. Like all I thought was Harry's going to have to award a Kedavra his ass and he'll be out of there. <laughs> but it turns out it's not as simple as that. And you know those those journeys that Harry takes with Dumbledore in the Ponzi. I think the Ponzi was like a, a big standout for me because yeah. nostalgia has always been big in my game. And I, I kept wondering what it would be like to have something like that. You know, to, you could... How can we forget, like, this whole thing showed us everything about Voldemort, right? Yeah, like, his, his entire backstory, like, you know, why was he what he was? Yeah. And this growing up in that kind of house, and, I mean... It kind of humanized... I, uh, I don't want to sympathize with Voldemort, but, you know, objectively, I, I see where he was coming from. Yeah. Like, because he's had one of the worst, one of the worst, like, just imagine the kind of upbringing, right? It, it's beyond toxic. And then, yeah. you know, you you you're, you you come from from the pits and the nether regions of the world, and then suddenly you're told that you are of wizarding descent, and you go to this school, and then you have access to all this power, and then you go off, meet this professor, ask him what a Horcrux means, and you've got this this personality that's very hypnotic, yeah. and you're a smooth talker, and you can you fucking get Hagrid rusticated, and yeah. I mean. Like, it it also takes me back to, you know, you, you have Slughorn, which is yeah. a great, great character. And Slughorn's fascination with Harry. Uh, and I, I think that happens partly because, you know, he had this fascination for Lily. And he yeah. thought, obviously, Harry would be a natural. But, you know, we don't, he doesn't know that Harry's actually been borrowed. I mean, you remember Hermione's frustration when Harry gets that portion right? <laughs> and she doesn't like right in the beginning when Slughorn says you know there's going to be a test and the person who, who aces this and all that stuff. yeah you know so Harry because you know the, the journal well, says uh, your, your, your connection kind of like, no the journal says you know that give them a tip with the beans that don't slice them take it with a 
Right. So the side of your right. knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Harry's just killing it. And you know, Hermione's secretly jealous. <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. 90% concerned, but 10% she's jealous because for the first time, someone's better than her. Yeah. And I think those conversations with Slughorn, uh, I think the fact that Ron gets love potioned, <laughs> which is actually... Yeah, and then, you know, it turns into this horror fest because... You I don't know, Ron actually poisoned. That was all done by Draco as well, right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you don't know it at that point, but you're, you're just, you know, you're, you're yeah. for a roller coaster ride, and, yeah. and then they manage to cure Harry on the. And I think that's when, that's the moment when Slughorn really unveils yeah. what his true memory yeah. of, uh, you know, because he's he's got this disguised memory that Dumbledore tasks Harry to. Mm-hmm. I think that that's so that entire roller coaster is pretty brilliant. I mean, I mean, I started. Half blood. Uh, I started uh, half blood. Yeah, with with the whole stepping stone vibe, but it was its own journey, man. Like it was, it was One beautiful, and and um, I think it gave us much more than we expected. That one book. Yeah, like you know the backstory of of uh, it gives you an extension of the story of Draco. It gives you a backstory of Voldemort. It it gives you it gives you like as as it you know it validates your suspicions because you're like aha I knew Snape yeah. was a yeah, I, I told you so. <laughs> Authority of and, and um, I just remembered one one thing about this uh, movie in the theater, um, and I think you also saw this in the theater, right, Z? Yeah. Um, so I remember going to the theater and uh, in as soon as like uh, Dumbledore dies, right? Um, you see everybody raising their wands. Um, oh my God, that scene is so. I think cool. we are, we. All of us in the theater genuinely like had our hands like just in the in the air like as if we were holding a wand in our hand, and um, just like that that sadness right of losing someone who was that powerful, someone who was that sweet, someone who was that there for everybody. Yeah. And you never thought would die, go away, and just like the I like just we all wanted to do nothing more than just you know ball our eyes out but like at that moment it was just that respect that we had for that character made us just yeah, put our like, hands up till till that point i i always thought it would be happy dumbledore battling it out together till the fifth book till till the end of yeah. I thought it would be Harry, Dumbledore, and Sirius versus Voldemort in the army. Mm-hmm. At the end of the fifth book, I'm like, okay, fuck, it's at least Harry and Dumbledore, and then Dumbledore pops. And I'm like, shit, but Harry thing, is so yeah. screwed. So but the thing is, like, screwed. Harry wasn't alone, man. He had everyone with him, and that's what he learns, and I think that's what we also needed to, like, sure, uh, yeah. learn, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you have, before you know it, you have the beginning of the end, which yeah. is <laughs> the Deathly Hallows. Oh. Uh, how do you uh, even begin the Deathly Hallows? Like I don't know, man. Like I, like I have the book here with me, and I'm just smelling that <laughs> old paper smell of just reading man. this book way back. I think in 2008, 2009. Oh, what is that? 11 years, 12 yeah. years ago. Fuck! I remember it was my it was my tenth tenth grade, and and back here in India, everyone takes their tenth grade way too seriously. And I I remember like before my final exams, a month before or so, the book came out. Yeah. And there was this, there was this girl in our in our class that had bought the book, and I was so tempted. I was so tempted. And you know what she did? The what? first thing she did, the first thing she did, she hadn't opened the book. Huh. Uh, this was way before spoiler culture had come to the country. 
uh, or to the world. She opens the book in front of all of us. She's never opened it before. She turns it to the last page and she reads, The scar had not pained Harry for 19 years. All was well. Oh my god. She did that. That's that. Uh, I was I was so. Oh, why did you do that? I was so no. frustrating. Like that was the first time. Like she was one of those cool kids. Okay, like you know, remember those cool kids back when the first iPhone came out and when the first yeah. Apple book came out and it wasn't available to purchase in the market. You know, one of those cool kids that had, yeah, yeah that you know they have one of those uh, rich ass dads and they find a way to to get it from the UK or from the US wherever. She's yeah, one of those yeah, kids, yeah. right? And she had the book at least a month before it. Or like at least 20 days before it hit the Indian markets, and this is the first thing she did. That's, oh my God! That's, like, a, that's an asshole move. Like, like asshole move. <laughs> I don't know if this girl is listening to this podcast. I hope you become a better human being, because that is <laughs> that is not what you do. You're as pathetic as Umbridge. Like that, you I, know that's I, that's a classic Umbridge. That's what Dolores would have done. But yeah, that that's how Deathly Hallows began for me, man. And um, honestly, like for me, as I said, like I'm, I was really late to reading the book. Um, very very late to reading the book. So I because as I said, as, as in school, I never was interested in reading hmm. anything. So I kind of read it afterwards, after the whole saga was over. Um, and I, for me, again, it, it, you know, the funny thing of it all. Is for you the books were your uh, entryway into the Harry Potter universe, and for you the book, the seventh book was your uh, was your tenth grade. Uh, yeah. For me, the seventh movie was my tenth grade. <laughs> yeah. So it came out around two thousand ten, right? Yeah. Um, the seventh movie, and um, I remember all. And this is, I think, my favorite memory with Harry Potter. Uh, the fact that all of us, uh, most of the school uh, or most of our class, genuinely skipped school that day to go watch that movie in the theater. All movie? like almost uh, like there were a good amount of people. Okay, and all of us went to the theater to watch. The, like it didn't matter if you were like um, cool kid, not cool kid, whatever. Just like we were Harry Potter fans, we were Potterheads, and we wanted to go for the freaking movie. And, um, How cool is that, man? Just, just watching that movie with everyone, and <laughs> the funniest thing happened in that theater. Okay, and this is, I think, the, uh, this is the stupidest thing that could have happened at this most emotional moment in that movie. Um, uh, is when Dobby died, right? And oh, uh, it's it hits you hard, hits you hard, really, really. Hits hard. you in the feels, man. Just yeah, 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 man. And um, the this the funny part was uh, like as soon as Dobby dies, there's this little kid, okay, in the theater, who just makes that you know that kiddish noise of like uh, just crying, like crying kiddish noise, okay. And it sounded yeah. so cute that everybody instead of crying and feeling like that sadness of that moment, like we all just looked at each other and had a laugh. Of like, uh, of it was just too cute. It was just too pure. Like you know, when something is so pure, you just like smile out of genuine. Yeah, happiness. you suck, kid. Let me be sad. I want to be sad. Don't no, awe no, me. No. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't about uh, just like uh, the kid being that. It's just that it, that kid was also so invested in that character of Dobby, yeah. right? Yeah. Just so sweet and pure that just that kid had that moment of crying, and then everybody. I I feel like that would have been. Um, quite tra- uh, traumatizing for the kid but everybody laughed <laughs> in the theater <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and uh, I still rem- I vividly remember that in my in my head like that memory yeah. of that happening and all of us laughing together in the theater and oh Dude, my god Dobby is such a beautiful soul man such a pure yeah. soul like Realize damn he stands stands yeah. like and Harry says I want to do it with my own hands no magic like that, that the movie that's the end of the sixth uh, part one of the seventh part seventh one right part one. And, yeah. yeah 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 and um, also the fact uh, in the book right like, if you just talk about the book since it was just one thing movies were divided into two mm. um, just the fact that like the the, the whole crazy uh, part part of Hermione being tortured by Bellatrix in this in this book and the movie and you hear her scream right and you can feel the pain ron is feeling um when she's being tortured like he wants to go out there he wants to be next to her save her protect her from uh what bellatrix is doing but he's stuck uh, in that prison in that cell and they can't do a thing at the moment and like but hermione doesn't say a peep he, she doesn't like she takes it with in stride she doesn't like wanna you know lose out to bellatrix is such a strong moment for her character as well um and such a heart wrenching moment in general uh um, it's it's tough man like they're down in the cell and they can't do yeah. shit I, i i think they meet griphook and they meet olivander yeah 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 and they just i mean they've been caught and harry's trying to like mess up his face so that hermione messes up his face so that he's not identified yeah it's it's like Oh my god. I know we've begun backward like from the end of but it's just I think that scene is very characteristic because uh you know they they take take Harry out and then they ask Draco to identify him and you know that you know like, everyone's waiting with bated breath for what Draco is going to do. Yeah. And but, you uh, know just to I love the, I, and that's such a good moment for Draco that yeah. he he says nah this is not I mean he knows he knows but yeah. he I think that scene is is where you really go like okay Draco has changed and uh, you know he wants to be his own person he doesn't want to live under the shadow of his father I I think yeah. primarily his mother's not as much of a uh, evil character as as you know she she yeah she is not like particularly evil she is yeah. just uh, she was protective of Draco and she, she was protective of Draco son. but the father is always shown to be a very vain man like I mean yeah. I remember right in chamber right when the first time they introduce Lucius to he's so he's so condescending yeah, because you yeah. know any fucking slips that diary inside Ginny's uh, yeah called him into that punch that guy uh, but i'm so glad when <laughs> harry throws his sock at uh-huh. <laughs> I, i think no one's ever done that to lucius and lucius like motherfucker what are you doing <laughs> and he gives uh-huh. those socks to dobby and dobby is a free elf yep yep um that was i think that that uh, whole i don't know that that movie that book the book was an, a great end to the saga also did it happen um, to you like at least when i was reading the seventh book uh, at least uh, in the sixth book i was a pretty fast reader you know i would i would kill a chapter in in, yeah, in yeah, absolutely yeah. no time but as i got to the seventh book i remember deliberately slowing down and reaching every letter cuz This yeah. is the last book. I mean, okay, back then I didn't know that they would come out with Fantastic Beasts. I didn't know there would be Quidditch of the Ages. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I consider myself and I I think the entire fandom considers themselves really lucky to to you know have such a big universe 
of mm-hmm. uh, these stories i know yeah. i know a lot of people whose favorite shows have been cancelled whose favorite books were never made into movies whose favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. sequels That's... never happened but i think as as a as a generation and as a fandom i think we've we've got this to be re- i mean no matter how much the movies missed out on the books or how much the books maybe had some plot holes or whatever but just the fact that like till this date i mean right from the past 20 years we've got we've got pottermore alive yeah. we've got the fantastic beasts movies in the making we've got jk on her twitter page just keeping everything alive yeah, i think it's so beautiful it's, it's, i think we are so lucky and i think I, it's also because like the fandom backs this whole movement of harry potter and the love for harry potter is just that strong right like they see yeah. uh, one one aspect is like yes they they have the business side of things where they they look at it and they see that people are that interested and they'll make money so they do all these things but the other aspect is like there's genuine love for doing that right the the reason why they're doing the wizarding world uh, page on insta is doing the harry potter from at home reading yeah. of harry potter books is because there's a genuine love for the uh, story that was written and um, like it's it's just like something that they can do to not only entertain people but also like share the love of harry potter with the fans right and it just i don't know like it's it's great to see that this is being kept alive um, in general uh, but yeah like honestly for the seventh book as well i as you said like i think for me as i said i read it late so for me it was the movie that i did it mm-hmm. um, at first uh when i was reading the book i kind of already had an inkling of what's happening right because I yeah knew, i've seen the movie but it is in a much more expanded manner yeah, so you know you, you have that fun manner. uh the the first, like, like the movie in part 1 was just felt a little long but you could kind of like the whole the whole uh, book kind of explains it better the way ron is feeling and when he gets squinched his whole hand is gone while in the movie they don't show that uh, yeah like uh, the whole uh, the whole fact that how, what, the the mental and physical pain that ron is in and that leads him to having that fight with harry in the book at least um where he does, to be fair he doesn't say the fact that oh uh, you don't have a family to harry in the book which uh, i feel like in the, in the movie that i don't think ron technically would say that because uh, ron considers harry his family so uh, but maybe it's uh, to show that in that moment because of his pain and his mental torture that he's in and the fact that he was wearing that horcrux which uh, was affecting him in a very adverse manner led him to say that but it, it's just the fact that like he th- that dialogue hits so heavy right and you see that uh, th- those three are in so much agony and so much pain and uh, they they are trying to finish the task stumbledore has left them with with the with the, uh, in his will and like trying to find the different hallows and the way they you learn about the deathly hallows through the uh, like love goods uh, house and like Dude, that and that i think the entire meeting with xenophilus is yeah. is beautiful because the way they've added like a mini movie inside the movie oh, yeah. with the whole uh, animation of that the deathly so hallows well is amazing man i mean i i, I think it's a full blown full blown story within itself i'm i'm sure maybe at some point they will explore that story but it's shown so beautifully and i mean you can see how how traumatized xenophilus is and he's obviously doing it for luna but you know luna and xenophilus have have like right from the beginning always supported harry 
and i think we completely missed out on luna luna's another beautiful soul oh but, yeah dude oh my god luna i mean she's yeah. one of those eccentric characters i mean probably like ex- character man it's it's such a gentle character right and i i think they first show luna in, in the in the in the fifth book fifth movie fifth movie fifth, fifth book fifth yeah. yeah when when harry can see the thestrals and 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 luna can too and everybody else feels what the hell is harry seeing Yeah. Uh, but yeah i mean just the entire but i think you know it's such a well written or rather well shot as well bonding experience between these two like yeah. they bond over death of all things and um, i think that was start to a really interesting friendship because you could see luna truly like uh, being there and helping harry through the times when he felt mm-hmm. like there was no one else so her her small gestures even though she ha- she had her own eccentricities and people didn't like trust her so she also was in a similar plight of like people just didn't want to <laughs> keep hang looking her, for yeah. those in- invisible creatures and <laughs> i mean the I, for the life of the nagas <laughs> and and they had their own magazine and, and yeah. i remember scenes of her in the train just asking yeah. around random things but such a beautiful character man like for sure also, she's out. a she's a ravenclaw right so oh yeah She is from the house of Ravina. Uh, Ravina, <laughs> Ravina. Dude, but I, I know we're going straight up, but I think one of the the craziest things of uh, Deathly Hallows is when they show Aberforth. Aberforth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Like, and Harry's been thinking that all this while it's been Dumbledore yeah. who's been using the the enchanted mirror that Sirius gives him, yeah. and he, you know, he has this. this pang of hope alive inside of him that that dumbledore maybe, maybe is still dumbledore. there is still out there yeah uh, but it turns out to be aberforth and and the entire I, dude you like kind of, you kind of uh, also learn that dumbledore isn't as perfect as you would have thought correct correct yeah. i mean i think i think in that meeting with aberforth you you have a lot of uh, and the the book that rita skeeter writes about dumbledore i think you have a lot of build up for uh, the fantastic beasts uh, franchise i mean i know there are a lot of theories out there uh, i don't know if if this is confirmed or it's still a theory but that uh, dumbledore and grindelwald were actually in love and and, oh, and it, is, it is something i think um, uh, jk confirmed on her twitter she confirmed right yeah, yeah. Um, uh she said like uh, dumbledore and uh, grindelwald uh, did have uh, feelings uh, for each other correct were in a relationship so they speak the you know they they tell us about ariana who's 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 dumbledore and aberforth's yeah. sister and then they yeah. speak about her condition and there's so much unveiling about dumbledore happening and you know it just shows as a whole how harry realizes that he absolutely knows nothing because you know the that entire book by rita skeeter is actually is is telling everybody things about dumbledore that nobody ever would talk about yeah but also, after... uh, learning like how rita skeeter got all these stories as well yeah right uh, she was an anime guest <laughs> who who used to like transform and like despite her mini yeah. trapping her and giving her yeah. warnings she's back to her yeah. ill deeds yeah. but the entire scene with with patilda backshot uh fucking oh, actually yeah. turning out to be this creepy ass lady who's housing nagini yeah <laughs> oh my god that 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 scene is is Godric's hollow scenes were crazy. oh fuck yeah they go back man they go yeah. they find the graves yeah uh, that is that is touching that is that really is touching and i i think uh, this uh, this book really does a great job in showing like how much this war has changed each of their lives mm. um, it really does show you like what each and every 
character and each and every person is going through in this matter because uh no it's not just the trio that are affected right it's everybody and you hear uh you hear like uh, um news about them on the radio and mm. all those things about mm. like people are going missing and people, like how they are oh yeah 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 there's that radio that ron keeps listening to yeah. and that, that at some point frustrates you know, harry yeah it's it's because he and this is for ron it is like he doesn't want to hear his family and that's why he wants to hear the radio ki are i hope none of my family is dying in this Correct. war Correct. and that like every time i think about it it hits me hard man to think about like you you're just hoping every day that you don't hear your family's name is um, crazy it's crazy and it really really does i don't know it's so so hard hitting in general and the way hogwarts is turned into what it has and snape being the headmaster at the time and uh, you know oh dude and then harry comes in all this swag and he's like you dare speak of his name yeah you stand where he stands you know yeah. he comes with this yeah, you stand this where he stood badass music stood. playing yeah. and then dumbledore it, it, it's oh god that scene is and then everyone gets behind harry uh, oh dude and that's when that's when the war fucking begins man oh, like that I mean, I mean i think technically the war was already there uh, it's just that it just came into a culmination right there and um i think the movies didn't really show grayback as a big character but grayback also had like a uh big like as a death eater he was quite the dangerous death eater right like the guy who was the werewolf the wolf, yeah uh, he's the one who actually infects lupin right yeah um was he i i think yeah i right. think it's fenrir grayback who's the one yeah, who yeah, who, yeah, who gives lupin the yeah dude um, but like the way they i mean of course i i think i would go to argue that probably in case of the seventh book versus the movie i think it leans a little more on the movie's end because it gives you a very very rich visual movie, yeah, like, yeah yeah especially um, the first movie does like even though it feels long i think they do a good job in showing the desolation and the and the despair that people are feeling in that time correct Though I I mean uh, I guess it's also because they they did a good uh, the book had so much um, to tell uh, mm-hmm. but it goes by faster than the, Dude, for this super one, glad super glad that the the book has been split into two yeah. movies ah huh? like it would have yeah. been such a heartbreak to like of course the downside was that you had to wait a year a year and a half till the second movie came out but I'm yeah. so glad there are two different movies also the Horcrux hunt was great man for, yeah. for sure for sure like, like not out. knowing how to split the horcrux and yeah. you know like you know the scene when ron comes back and he saves yeah. harry from the lake like and this he, is... like not only that he like while defeating like while destroying the horcrux he's facing each and every one of his fears and he still overcomes it yeah that that is big like you know the yeah. whole mirage of ron and of hermione and harry out Man, there just yeah, telling yeah. ron that you're worthless and your mother yeah. wanted a daughter and then start making up <laughs> Fuck that like no chi no I don't want this either choco dalo either genie ko dalo uh, mine nahi chahiye yeah also it's really sweet yeah when when ron leaves uh, yeah. and then suddenly one day harry turns up the volume on the radio and he starts dancing with hermione yeah i think that, that i mean despite all that negativity they still manage to do that that's big and then hermione has this innocent laugh oh, that comes yeah. out and in in the book i think uh, they they didn't have these moments in general because uh, I, th- i think in that it was more so focused on the war itself in these in the movie they kind of put this moment in and it kind of felt really nice uh, to me and i i'd say like quite a few people i don't know 
like uh, like like that moment and who saw the movie only like they didn't uh, i think that kind of caused more people to be be around the whole harry and hermione ship for some reason i wasn't there like i like the uh, i don't know uh, that moment kind of spawned a lot of other <laughs> problems of its own <laughs> between but like but, just imagine the kind of things jk must have been going through while writing the last book yeah like the, like how does that feel like that's that's emotion. literally like having a child and your child's grown up and now the child's moving out of the house yeah like i mean honestly like uh, like we were reading it right so yeah, i mean of course just, we were invested book, but just imagine the yeah. creator the kind of this, invested this she was such a good way to tie up all the loose ends to be honest um she did a great job in finishing the series here and uh, especially like i think the movies as well did a great job in the way they showed it and like each horcrux uh, having their own like special task to them and how like uh, uh, the trio had their own wins against the horcruxes neville had his moment against uh, nagini and uh, each dude that was, scene like, where hagrid picks up harry oh yeah dude. and he thinks he's dead and the kind of music that's playing yeah. oh god that is so heartbreaking and then everybody from the class is uh, like is that harry is that harry so much man this these movies are so oh. books are so fun Good. Oh my motherfucker God. just jumps off and then all guns blaring <laughs> and then the way it ends dude like just just that final battle where all the horcruxes are uh, finished and do he looks at him and uh, says it's just you and yeah. me tom yeah and he calls him fucking tom yeah. i'm like tom. in your face in your fuck face you, tom. <laughs> fuck you we hate you yeah yeah no let us for some like let's finish this the way yeah. we started it tom Yeah. and he just like grab and dude that they they keep flickering all over the grounds and they're yeah. flying and there's so much screaming is just insane it's like stuff man and um, just yeah like the uh, Voldemort or Tom rather getting defeated finally and uh, dying and then Harry deciding to break off the elder wand because nobody should have that power uh, and he's not power hungry to like you know just keep it with him even though he's the owner is you know, like truly a testament to his character um as like he knows what what needs to be done and uh, finally like seeing them grown up 19 years later um yeah like uh, all, they have kids now uh, Ginny and <laughs> Harry have uh, are to get they are married and also <laughs> uh, the only only thing is like the movies didn't do a great job with Ginny and Harry because i wish they had moments in the movies a little more Um, because it felt a little more awkward in the movies because i don't think the chemistry was there or well developed Agreed. um but in in the books like there are so many movies. like when when jin is just sitting uh, next to harry with her hands on his lap and just like talking about uh, random stuff and like just those small moments of uh, joking <laughs> around about uh, hungarian hauntings and all that stuff and tattoos and god knows what and her strong um, character and yeah, it's man. sweet Dude, I I remember I remember uh, reading this this uh, image somewhere on Tumblr where the person says that I remember when I first got Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, I picked the book up and accidentally flicked it to the last few pages and quickly shut it because they didn't want to spoil it for themselves. Okay, yeah. but they read this thing that said Ginny kissed Albus. Yeah. 
<laughs> they were like, "What the fuck is this plot twist? Why is Ginny kissing Albus?" <laughs> like, just imagine the feels of that. Like, you'd be like, "Whoa, what is happening? The book yeah, is not yeah, turning." Yeah. Uh, also, we would uh, really doubt Albus in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, dude, what is happening? Albus uh, makes a comeback. Ginny resurrects him. Yeah. No, but honestly, like, um, what an ending! And they have yeah, kids. Yeah, dude. Like Ron and Hermione are, are married and have kids. And they look like proper uncles and aunties, huh? Like they they yeah, did a yeah. great job a- aging them up. Yeah, that was fun. Funny. That was interesting to see. And that entire talk that Harry gives his son, like yeah. you were named after also, the also three say, greatest headmasters, yeah, yeah. three greatest men. Yeah. One of them was a Slytherin. Like just saying, um, the cursed child. I did not like it. Just, mm-hmm. just like, the cursed okay. child is. I. I, I no, to be very honest, I, I don't think I can comment on it. I just read it once. I was just glad there was some sort of sequel. No, uh, as much as there's a se- having a sequel is one thing, I just don't, I don't know. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel like a Harry Potter story. It just felt, um, like, it didn't make sense too much, too much sense to me. Okay. And, uh, also, the thing is, like, uh, JK might have been involved, but, like, two other people wrote it. Uh, like two guys, uh, and J.K. was supervising in that. Uh, just uh, like yeah. that's the reason as well. Like that, it just didn't feel like a Harry Potter book. Well, fair. I, I get it. I get where you're coming from. But I, on the other hand, was actually pretty glad. I'm like, okay. I mean, it, 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 it. I was, I was pretty content with reading it. I also had to take into the fact that I think the last book of a Harry Potter that I read was was back in 2008. And the next book of the Harry Potter universe that I was reading was in 2019 or 2018. So, you know, 11, 10, 11 years apart, me as a person, I've greatly changed. I've, I've become this annoying person who who does a lot of who reads too much into things. Uh, so I, I I think I think that plays a large factor for me if if I become critical. But I, I was like, hey, okay, I, I would have loved to see the play. I don't know if there is any uh, digital version out there, but um, I don't think so. Either. I think it was like a very for your eyes only kind yeah, of event, yeah. uh, and I remember the whole controversy with uh, Hermione being uh, of African American. I mean, yeah, because uh, uh, the thing is, we in the movies we saw her, yeah, as Emma Watson. In the book Correct. covers, you had like a a brown haired, um, like well, white girl. and then yeah. you suddenly change it to african american girl, uh, girl and it people were confused because like you've seen this character for so many years and yeah. you suddenly change the ethnicity and, and jk you, was all like unapologetic like fuck yeah, it i, yeah. I got to so, do what i got to do man i be me so people <laughs> i mean it confused people right so that's the yeah that's that's the take i i mean i don't really comment on it because fair enough whatever no but that's what i'm saying like, like the, the kind of person i am i'm i'm just yeah. it's you know like just putting it out there i'm okay if the the next few sequels of the harry potter universe are going to be significant downgrades in quality i'm okay with just the fact that they exist like that's just yeah me. i mean yeah just the like, love cuz i know for a fact that the biggest bias i think a lot of people don't take this into account is that probably the universe and ha- universe hasn't changed the harry potter universe hasn't changed as much as they themselves have changed yeah yeah like, yeah we we as people have we as sheeple have have changed yeah, insanely yeah. you know in our, in our 10 years we've become adults and and adults aren't a great uh, target group uh, yeah. i think that's why harry potter was when the books came out was intended towards kids and children right yeah, yeah. so we got to take that into account but either ways i mean i'm so glad that the universe is alive 
you have the fantastic beast series coming out uh, you have two movies already out there you have a third one in the making i'm just i'm just i'm overjoyed yeah wow i'm 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 insanely overjoyed i'm so grateful <laughs> i could i couldn't ask for more couldn't yeah. ask for more yeah uh, okay really quickly before we end this podcast because this has gone on for really long um, yeah it's been one hour 40 minutes now jesus oh my god yeah <laughs> if if you uh, are listening to this on the 1 hour 40th minute mark kudos to you you are a, this is how you thank you for singing with us for this yeah, this is how you uh, you testify that you are a potterhead so good yeah, job yeah, yeah. after this podcast you can tell everybody i'm a true potterhead you're really, really, really sorry it took this long like we really and we and this is after breaking it off into two uh, parts yeah <laughs> jeez dude yeah um, man but anyway so really quickly what if you had to rank the movies or the books what was your what would your ranking be if you want if i had to rank the movies and the books wow yeah. uh i think philosophers would would be number one uh and i'm i'm okay with the fact that i'm biased that it was the first book i read i don't yeah. care that was that was number one i i think for me um then probably half blood prince would be number two Uh, I I think the seventh book would be number three, uh, yeah. and I, I think I would only rank the top three. Everything else is somewhat in the same boat for me. Well, I think um, for me, if I had to rank my top three, I would say Half Blood Prince for sure, number one. Yeah. Um, and again, I agree with you, Philosopher's Stone, because uh, it really does get us into that universe. Yeah, man, like thumping your heart, uh, like the first thing. Yeah. You ever. Yeah. And I think what would I rate the seventh book? You, you're not wrong. uh good but i maybe i might read uh um goblet of fire then okay fair because the uh, transition yeah the transition was uh, something i really got into um as in the books for sure um as movies what would your top 3 movies be mm, i think as movies i would have to say that uh i really think that the part 1 part 2 i think would closely be tied seventh part 1 part 2 would closely be tied for the yeah. the first part uh i think goblet would be a great second spot and i think after goblet um askeban would be too for sure first okay. yeah okay um for me uh, my favorite movie definitely like i said order of the phoenix um done so well so yeah well. yeah um second favorite movie most probably uh, prisoners of askeban um mm-hmm. because uh, it's again really well directed and story is really good and mm-hmm. if i had to choose a third one third one i guess uh, philosopher's stone because um again it's an introduction it's i still i think that's the first time i really fell in love with harry potter and i have it has to be in my top 3 like if not my favorite <laughs> like it has to be in my top 3 so that little boy harry the boy yeah. who lived the boy who lived uh, oh god uh, he 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 did not come to die uh, <laughs> he died before he died yeah <laughs> a part of him died uh, a part of, a part of him died dude that scene man when harry meets dumbledore at you know after uh, after uh, the horcrux uh, dies cross, kings cross station yeah that is an enlightened fucking yeah. zen scene ah huh? he's like just because this is happening inside your head doesn't mean yeah. it's not real and i'm like wow <laughs> mind fucking blown mind yeah. fucking blown man it's mind amazing amazing stuff and again these are all the memories we've had and we've spoken for so long um honestly we would Dude. love to hear what you 
sheeples uh, yeah. feel about this whole series because i mean we fell in love with this uh, universe and we are still in love with this universe for what 20 year, 10 years 11 yeah. 10 11 12 years whatever it might be uh, we we've uh, like i think always we will always be in love with this universe and i, I don't know i don't know about you guys i you sheeples sorry uh what do you think yeah what is what are your top 3 movie uh, movies or books what are what, what is your favorite moment from these books and movies like just let us let us know what you think and uh, yeah we make we make yeah. fun quizzes and polls on instagram we're having yeah. one right now going on if you don't follow us do that already uh, you'll yeah. find our social links on the website but we mostly go by sheeples people or sheeple yeah, people yeah and if you if you not like on our website and listening to us on spotify or youtube or uh, whether it be apple podcast you can always uh, like just remember like uh, as he said uh, our uh, handles are sheeples people or uh, either the sheeples podcast which is on reddit so sheeples people on twitter and instagram sheeples the sheeples podcast on reddit so you can always come there and talk to us follow uh, like just look we we keep doing fun stuff interacting with everybody so just but yeah, yeah. we are having a fun harry potter harry potter, harry potter week me. happening so yeah. you've got to come and join in you're, you're going to have a good time lot of quizzes so, we want to know what house you've been sorted into yeah. we've made uh, some kind of amazing harry potter fan posters <laughs> come check them out yeah. Uh, so do that right but for now this has been amazing sheeples this is z signing out i'm going to go get a good cry uh, <laughs> because once again it's been established that harry potter yeah. books are over yeah. so yeah i'm going to cry <laughs> bye and this is uh, this is madai moody signing out i uh, i mean honestly um this is this is an amazing talk and i i will not take more time i think we've spoken a lot so goodbye sheeples see you on the next one Sheeples! I'm crying, so sheeples. <laughs> Harry Potter's over. Ah, uh, oh, damn. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>